0: Hello, everyone. Hello. Today, we're joined by the one and the only Chris. Hello. How are you doing, mate?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me on, guys. It's been too long since we've had a good catch up.
2: And so we knew Chris in the second year. We shared the house of him. And we've got Chris here today. He's going to talk about gaming because, I mean, Mike, I don't know about you, but I think Chris is probably the biggest gamer I right know. Oh, 100%. It is known. I like to game. So we've asked Chris to bring in a little two truths and a lie about himself just so he can get to know him better. Chris?
1: So yeah, here we go. I have got to go to Japan for free. My most commented on and liked picture is of me as a woman. And that despite loving metal, my favorite solo artist is literally the exact opposite genre of metal. Hmm.
2: Okay, when did you go to Japan? Uh, 2015. Okay. See, I know that you love metal music, so I don't know if I believe that your favourite, was it a non-solo artist?
1: My favourite solo artist and not a band.
2: Not sure on that one, because I know how much you like adore metal, because that's all you used to play in the house. And what was the last one? That My most commented
1: and liked picture is of me as a woman.
0: Out of pure jealousy, Chris, I'm going to have to say the Japan one to be a lie, because I really don't want that to be true. I think I'm going to go with Japan as well, yeah
1: so technically i did get to go to japan for free i fundraised the money going to the world scout jamboree oh my most commented on and liked picture is not of me as a woman i do have too many photos of me as a woman but my most liked and commented is actually my graduation photo and that the other truth is that despite loving metal my favorite solo artist is actually lindsey sterling who is electro dubstep classical violin
2: well, we heard it here first. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I do remember hearing just some like some random violin going around in the house. To be fair, I mean, if that's what Lindsay certainly was, unfair. But like... So, aside from hearing Chris's life story, today's topic is all about gaming. We wanted to discuss the statement: "Gaming today doesn't entertain like it used to." So, for starts, microgiant actions—that's happening a lot at the moment with new modern games. Chris, what's your opinion on that?
1: There's a right and a wrong way to include microtransactions. And currently, a lot of games are just getting it wrong. We, you know, we're seeing huge, huge AAA titles that are putting out absolute garbage mechanic. Most notably, Star's Battlefront 2. Someone worked out that unless you paid over a couple of thousands of pounds, you were grinding 3,600 hours just to unlock all of the playable heroes, uh, you know, the Jedi and Sith. That's just silly. man. Mm. 3,600 hours. They're not just cosmetic items. I'm okay with cosmetic and microtransactions, ones that don't affect the gameplay at all. But in Call of Duty, there are DLC
0: guns and they do affect gameplay. No, most definitely. They're beating around the point of the game itself. Like this can be traced back to ages ago, even in like the platform of mobile gaming for Clash of Clans, where you could buy gems to just improve your village. It defeats the point of the game itself.
2: For me, I feel like microtransactions, if it's for cosmetics, fair enough, it's not actually affecting the game. But like you said with Star Wars Battlefront 2, to actually affect gameplay, I think that's just ridiculous. If you're thinking about money, I think a good example is Cyberpunk. I don't know if you kept up with the news, guys. Cyberpunk released an unfinished game, essentially just to keep shareholders happy. Yeah,
1: it's Cyberpunk 2077. You can see there is an incredible game underneath a game that just simply isn't finished. My biggest issue is not necessarily with Cyberpunk 2077. It's a trend towards releases being released in an unfinished state. I mean, No Man's Sky... I remember that, yeah. The developers promised hundreds of features which were not in the game when it was released. Cyberpunk, the main thing is it was just unplayable, particularly for the PS4 and Xbox One generations.
2: Have you guys actually seen any of those YouTube videos? Yes. Some of the funny glitch in that game. (laughs) It looks like
0: the old San Andreas graphics. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, the texture's not loading on the faces. There are some of the bugs that are hilarious. You know, so the trouser malfunction are utterly hilarious. I can deal with those. I mean, possibly one of my favourite games ever, Skyrim, had quite a lot of bugs. There weren't too many game-breaking ones. The problem is that Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, they're being released with bugs that literally break the game.
2: So it's just a bit of a crime that you were able to release that game in that state, isn't it? It is. And
0: you know, the same goes back to Cyberpunk. We've now got floating enemies, NPCs that are either invisible or don't work, missing inventory stats for weapons as well, which I think is a huge flaw for games being released
2: now. There's no excuse. We're saying that companies are releasing these games unfinished just to turn in a load of money, but we could say that FIFA's not released. It's never really released unfinished, but that's a game which is turned out every year, which is literally just copied and pasted from exactly the year before. And it does make all this money. However, in my opinion, FIFA entertains. I know lots of friends that still play FIFA. They buy it each year. make makes so much money with EA, but, you know, it's still doing its job. It just shows that you don't need to do a lot to a game to sell it. The second topic I wanted to talk about is the fact that games today are massive. Now, I'm talking here mainly about open world games. There are so many quests. I find that because there are so many quests, it actually takes it away from the main storyline. I have found that,
1: to an extent, some of the games that I've played for quite a long time have gone from smallish open world Mm. all the way to pure open world. There is still main
2: story, but it is essentially a normal open world RPG. I played Odyssey. It was too vast. There was too much options and I just kept getting distracted and I just found it a very boring game. But then... I think that could be just falling on Assassin's Creed rather than open world games.
1: I was going to say that I've played most of the Assassin's Creed games and the ones that stick in my memory the most are the earlier ones. They stick in my mind a lot more. I do get what you mean that an open world needs to have things that engage you Mm. and 700 fetch missions
2: are not engaging. With Spider-Man, for example, amazing open world game. This is that's actually one except I think they've done a great job. However, with the quests, I know that if I progress so far into the story, I'm not going to be able to go back and play some of the side missions. So I guess it's a good way of padding the game out, but then I can't get fully invested into the main storyline because I've got to go and do this other thing, which sometimes feels like a chore. I think open world games with too many quests aren't necessarily a bad thing.
0: Just look at Grand Theft Auto, for example. We've got the same map layout. Having these online side missions alongside the main campaign, I think it just brings new character to the game itself. For those people that actually really enjoy the role-playing aspect of a video game. Just on what Mike said, Rockstar Games. Well done. You have smashed it. (laughs) Red Dead, GTA. They may need to improve Red Dead Online, but other than that, I'm happy.
2: Okay, and another factor is remakes. This is actually something that Chris brought up. Chris, what do you mean by remakes? How does that affect gaming today?
1: Remakes are taking a game that relies on nostalgia. For me, the third generation of Pokemon. And they were remade with newer graphics into the new generation of Pokemon. I played the remakes and I really just didn't enjoy them. I only played through it once and I've never wanted to go back to them.
2: What was it about those remakes that didn't make you enjoy it?
1: I don't want to use the nostalgia, you know, the rose-dented glasses, but I do think that it didn't have the nostalgia factor, and so I wasn't as invested.
0: No, Chris, I fully back that. For me, the game that I'd use an example would be the Crash Bandicoot series, because I had the old ones on PS2, and now playing the remakes, I again i don't enjoy them as much graphically they're great but they're still more enjoyable when they were original
2: i mean i've never played crash bandicoot but i can talk about stars battlefront the first one amazing game yeah because in context for people listening chris mike and me all played the original stars battlefront over any other game in second year even though we had the newer remakes available to us yeah we did just because it wasn't about the graphics it was about just the really simplistic mechanics of the game and just how well it felt the only thing
0: that changes these days is the graphics really storyline seems to be consistent
1: but then there are some remasters that do the games justice so i'd say the best series for remasters is definitely resident evil oh have you guys ever played some of the resident evil games yes it's the same basic story but the gameplay and how they integrate the story into the gameplay, they've just done absolute wonders.
0: The remasters with Resi, especially the mechanics and everything, it's it has a different feel to it as opposed to the originals, and that's something that very few games have managed to hit the nail on the hammer.
2: <laughs> hit the nail, on the hammer. <laughs> nail on the head. We put a post out on social media asking you guys' thought on this topic. And to our surprise, we actually had some responses back. Crazy! Someone's listening somewhere. I know, right? So can we name names? Let's just keep it anonymous. Okay, right. We'll keep it anonymous. So someone called Jim said that actually Game Today is doing a fantastic job of entertaining. So he brought on the topic of COVID saying that if you think about Among Us, Mm. and Warzone Mm -hmm. these are all games which have brought so many people together when everyone has been divided Mm. and it's because of gaming which is why people have still had that social interaction
0: that's valid especially with Among Us that game has boomed recently and because it was mobile everyone could play it
1: and it was free on mobile so the amount of people who had basically never played games before but wanted to get in on the action they could do it and it's pretty easy to get into
2: as well i mean I, I was playing with people i've never played games with before and i don't think they've actually picked up like a gaming console before so it was really nice to actually have that experience with them i got a comment from school them greg saying about time saying that they want to be invested in game but they just simply haven't got the time that's
0: true because there's no ever like quick fast game to play now I
2: and mean,
1: there are a lot of games which are very much jump in for half an hour jump out Something like a roguelike game, so for instance Hades, which is the perfect roguelike, and I literally play that for about half an hour,
0: do one run, and I get
1: my fix of it.
0: So we have another response from our Instagram question, this one from Fern, they say that Spyro, Crash, Bandicoot, and Sly Cooper, they just can't recreate greatness, and I fully agree with you mate, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot are the OGs of gaming.
2: I guess that kind of falls back to the nostalgia, doesn't it? You can't build on what you've already experienced and then try and experience it better because you're always trying to compare. We've got one more comment. Um, let's call them Timothy. Jim. Jim and Tim, they were saying, you look back on nostalgia with rose-tinted glasses, similar to what you said, Chris, actually. But he was saying that, actually, there's probably something more productive you can be doing, which kind of makes you feel guilty for playing. But then he also points out that he started crying from laughter when he's playing games with all his mates, which he says is entertaining, which I can completely agree. Yeah,
0: it's it's a difficult one, really, isn't it? Because, especially now, because everything's changed. Social interaction has gone upside down. And gaming has definitely helped.
2: And now just for some quick-fire responses from a few other people. We've got one here from, let's call him Lewis, saying that gaming is just nowhere near as fun anymore, and that we peaked with San Andreas and Bully. And we have one from, let's call her Lucinda, saying that nothing will ever slap as hard as GTA V. I mean, both of those Rockstar games. And like we said, Rockstar, they know what they're doing. So I think it just comes to the time where we need to conclude on what we've spoken about already. So Chris, you're the guest, do you wanna go first? Sure, thank you.
1: In conclusion, do I think that gaming entertains like it used to? I do think it does. In fact, I think it even more entertaining. There's just so many options for every single type of game, for every single type of personality. You've got games for literally every single person. And I really do think that games are absolutely fantastic.
2: No, that's a nice way to put it, yeah. I think gaming doesn't entertain like it used to. I believe there's such a focus on money. Where we spoke about games being too big, I do think that a lot of the attention has been taken away from the storyline. But then I've played Red Dead Redemption 2. I've played GTA. And I can also agree that Those are sick games, but other games haven't done it right. For remakes, stop with the remakes. Agreed. Give me something new. I'm going to have to agree with
0: you on the remakes. Don't try to make something that was absolutely great even better, because chances are you'll probably end up making it worse. And then focus on money. Let's cut the microtransactions. So in conclusion, gaming today, does it entertain? It does entertain like it used to, if not more, because like you said, Chris, there's more variety of games. However, they don't provide that punch like our old childhood nostalgic games do.
2: Chris, any last words? I just want to thank you so much for inviting me on. I've absolutely loved the experience. Ah, thanks. Anytime, Chris, honestly. Next week, is back to just being me and Mike. We've got some stories to tell you, but most importantly, there's an update from Mike's adopted dolphin story from episode one.
0: Yes, there is. Be sure to listen to that. We'll be here next week with all the details, eels peeled. Let's go. Cool. Awesome. See ya. See ya.